Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. What the hell was that? Gas and liquid moving around inside or through something in your body. The body is truly a terrifying carnival of, of wonders, isn't it? Yep. Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 235. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to be talking about this year's apocalyptic end of magic. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? A whole ton is going down. Today on the show, we're going to address, as I said just a second ago, the apocalyptic end of Magic the Gathering. As we know it, the game will never recover from this. Again. Again. But before we do any of that, we have some stories to tell and some people to thank and some other things to get through. Before we do any of that, <laughs> we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, their source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And my order arrived... And it only it took six days, which is like fast. That's pretty good, yeah. Especially for like Canada Post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it only took six days. I got my box of uh, TMS time no T Time Spire Remastered, whatever T the, TSR. Sure, and cracked into a bunch of it. Nice. Yeah, got me a foil Path to Exile. Nice. Yeah. First pack Tarmogoyf Thoughtseize. Not yeah. same pack, but. Still, it's yeah, not, it's yeah. Not too Mystic bad. Confluence. Got some goods. Got some goods. Got a bunch of packs left over uh, for some open flippy. Ooh, check yeah, out, yeah. check out, yeah, YouTube Future, Future YouTube, FutureTube. Check it out on the Commander Cookout podcast YouTube channel, which you should be watching on and subscribe to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I mean, you're gonna listen to us anyway. Yeah, so you might, might as well look at us too. You know, what we got a comment the other day. This is a tangent off of Fusion and and my booster box. Mm -hmm. But we got a comment the other day that was like, holy shit, I've only ever seen pictures of you and pictures of you like on Twitter, Facebook or whatever. I watched on YouTube. I'm totally going to sub now, he said, which he should. Mm -hmm. And he was like, holy fuck, I thought Brando was Ryan and Ryan was Brando. <laughs> <laughs> You're seeing your voice come out of his face was so Oh, weird. man, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I got my booster box. I got a bunch of foil upgrades for my lands deck. Nice. Bought, bought a foil... Corehaven. Ooh, yeah. All, of course, with promo code CCO Fusion 5, 5% off my whole order. This was the order I saved double digits on. Nice. So, yeah, I, like I got, those orders. got the max value cashed cashed in with the with the promo code. <laughs> yeah, and you can do that too. Just head on over. You can use it on anything, even though some of our stuff says it's only for singles. Now nah, you could fucking use it on everything, even yeah. Pokemon cards if you want, I guess. I guess. Yeah, Is Rebecca's guy, guy Rebecca works with was like looking for Pokemon cards for his kid and he couldn't find any locally. So I was like, oh, I think Fusion's got some. I wonder if the promo code works. Does? Fucking does. Sick. Yeah, so if you're into Pokemon too, I guess. You know what I'm into, Ryan? Foils. Foils. Yeah, so here, here's my foil story. Okay. And it's a Fusion story as well. So this is going to be a good one. Check oh, this out. And, and, and maybe it'll lead into a future CCO top five in five. 100% it will. Oh, he was, so, he was prepared. I was prepared for that. Yeah. So even Mind Sensor was released in Time Spile Remastered. Oh, I cracked one. Is it foil? No. Good. Oh. Because I wanted a foil one. Sure. Because I've got some. From OG Future Sight. Yeah. Wanted a foil one, didn't have one. Can so, we call it Past Sight? No, nah, there's still some cards that haven't been printed yet. Okay. So it's still seeing the future. <laughs> okay. So I go on to fusiongamingonline.com. Yep. You goes on. You goes on in the, in stories. You goes on. It goes on there. Yeah. Even Mind Sense Foil. Time Spot Remastered. It's all gone. 
gone. I'm thinking, damn it, I missed out. Yeah, you know, I, I waited too long because you didn't crack one. I didn't. I didn't okay. crack one. I, I kind of wanted one, but now that they don't have it, now I fucking want it. Like before, <laughs> I just I was like, I'm gonna see if they have one. But now that now that I can't have it, now I want it. Now I need it. Now I needs me a foil hip <laughs> mind center. And That's I'm, how you tell stories in the past tenses. <laughs> and I'm not stopping until I finds me a damn foil even mind sensor. Yeah. So I'm. I'm just, I'm digging. So, digging I'm no, digging hey, into hey, I got this king of the Segway. So if you if you want to help Brando out, you can do so maybe on our card market or, or like our buy and sell on the Discord, which is a benefit to becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Or you can get after him on Twitter at CCO Brando. Or, all those are cool things. Yes. Or you can listen to the end of the story, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> So check Maybe this. he's already got one and I don't know yet. So I'm digging through the I'm digging through the website. You're digging through the website. I'm digging through the website and I I find one. Foil Aven Mind Sensor. Uh-oh. Fusiongamingonline.com. One left in stock. And you're prepared to just cash in the promo code. I certainly am on the $75 Ammon Ket Invocation <laughs> one. <laughs> Did you do it? So that shit arrived in the mail on Friday and now it's in a deck. Fucking sweet. Yeah, but you have no idea what it does. I don't. I, it, yep, I have no idea what that card does. You know what you need to do. You know. You know. Um, it looks kind of like a, a tissue paper wrapped around a bird that somebody yeeted out a window. And <laughs> like then a it's yard got, sale. It, 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 yeah, I don't know what the card actually does, but you dang, know what, you I know got what you one. need to do. I have the markers that can do it, but if you don't want. You can take some of that whiteout that comes in like the little tape dispenser, you know, oh, yeah, and you yeah. just white out your invocation and then just write on with like a fine tip gold Sharpie what the fucking card actually is. <laughs> <laughs> the text can't be any worse. True. Yeah. So True anyways, that. Th- that story is going to lead into, I think it's not going to be our next top five and five, but it'll be the next, next one. An upcoming top five yeah. and five on our YouTube channel. You should check it out if you haven't already. Yeah. There's a whole playlist. It's top tens, but we have top fives on there too, because man, fuck it. That's right. Yeah. So a couple minutes ago, we mentioned the Patreon. We, we should give out a few thanks, FUs, and of course, CCO nicknames. Let's do it. <clears throat> okay, this is Brando's favorite benefit to coming to patrons. Let's First, hit him with the truth and nicknames. Brian Hansen. That's a fucking regular ass name. He's like a Hansen brother. But which one? The what hockey about, playing one or the umbop singing one? What about Brian Handy? How about. <laughs> See, there's the Brian, Brian HJ. The Brian Stout Arm Handy. <sighs> oh, yes. Yes, Brian Stoutarm Handy. <laughs> Fucking love it. Brian Stoutarm Handy, welcome. And F you for being here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever see the trailer park boys where, where Bubbles tells Ricky that he should be a handyman around the neighborhood? And he's like, well, why would I want to go around giving people hand jobs? <laughs> I don't even watch trailer park boys, but that's just a funny you, ass. You just know funny that ass scene. line, yeah. Well, of course, my brother and dad watch it. Of course they Fuck, do. Have you seen the color of my hat? <laughs> camo and orange so so i can both blend in and be seen <laughs> fuck okay rj johnson this wasn't one that i told you I, I his his name had to be smaller to fit into the cell so i missed it rj johnson kind of sounds like rl stein but also fucking johnson really large johnson really is, gigantic johnson because well, rl really large That's R, what the R, rl stands rj for. is this guy's rj name. rj oh, shit well damn it <laughs> 
I know that gigantic starts with a G, but it's a J sound. So maybe we can just say really gigantic Johnson. Gigantic with a J? Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. That means it's even bigger. Yeah. That's a. That, it's that's, like bulbously huge. That's a. It's a comically. It's sarcastically. Yeah, big. especially right on the end. Yeah. Just the end though. <laughs> so it looks like a morning star. Like a mace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Fuck! <laughs> I can't, can't give his J face. Okay. Next one. This is this is a returning patron patron whom we know and have had beers with. Oh, the sick. the um the um the butcher of Banff. It's kind of like the butcher of Blaviken. Or the butcher of Bakersfield. Yeah, but this is from Banff. This is Daniel McIntyre. McIntyre. Banff is a place, it's it's kind of like Colorado Springs for the people in the land of the free, but it's in Canada. It's mountains, and it's tourism, and it's like lots of bars and partying and skiing. And it's the, a really the population, expensive main street. <clears throat> yeah, the population size triples in the winter because skiers and snowboarders come from all over the world. Lots of people from Australia work there in the winters. Oh, wow. So shout out to all the Australians in the nation, too, because I know we got a bunch of them. I guess they come to like the snowboard. Is that the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snowboards and super pipes and stuff. And Snowboarding is just like surfing, except you can't get eaten by a shark. Unless yeah, it's a snow you just shark. get eaten by a fucking avalanche. Shark avalanche. Yes. Because snow is just frozen water. That sounds like a movie you'd watch. Shark Kano. Also because, a movie that you've probably seen. Because fuck you, that's You should why, just, like, right. make applications to be in those movies, just so you can say that you can be in one. Talk to Robert Brinman. He knows all about that shit. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's a yeah. fucking good idea. If I could be in a fucking shitty G movie, I think at least three people listening to the show would oh, probably yeah. watch that just to see what, what Brando... You went as high as G? To. Oh, fuck. I think you could be, like, in an F movie, maybe even an E movie. Maybe even a D movie. Oh wow! That, yeah, I, I think appreciate it's, yeah, that. Man. So you're you're comically yeah. you're a comic guy, even as an extra. Oh fuck! As an extra, you could probably be in a C movie. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man! If all you got to do is like like get shot or get your head bit off by a shark or something. Oh yeah, I'd be good at that. I think. Oh fuck yeah, you can do it. Oh yeah. Last patron shout out. Last patron shout out. Patrick Mother Ass Bane. Hey, there's a new CCO drinking game. Whenever I say mother ass, <laughs> apparently you have to drink. <laughs> Patrick Bane. Patrick Bane, like Bane. Bane. Like Bane Bane? I didn't open a pack until I was already a man. <laughs> yes, yes. Or, or the 1997 Batman and Robin with the nipple suits. Bane. <laughs> <laughs> pick, pick your Bane, sir. Yeah, so he can be Patrick. <laughs> or Patrick. I didn't open a pack until I was already a man. Bane. Yeah. I'm into it. So I say, I say yeah. yeah. <laughs> F you for being here, homie. <laughs> Patrick Bane. I think it's spelt different. Nah. Ah, fuck it. Nah. So, big thanks. We got one more thanks and one more thing to give away. This is the guesser of Chulane from last week's fucking crab tribal deck. Oh yeah. Lots of memes on Twitter, yes. and a lot of people. A lot of people seem to like the deck because it kind of gave a, a funky twist to Chulane, right? And the winner, the winner, you get at us, commandercookout at gmail.com. You send us your name, address that you were the winner that you want to pack. Andy K. And that's all we know. Andy K. Like the letter K is his initial. Huh. Man, we always get thanks for like not dunking on people's YouTube names because some of them are like super out there and some of them are just totally normal. <laughs> well, what, people thank us for not dunking on their YouTube names. Like if somebody came up with, if somebody ever wins and their name is Potato in Ass, I will 100% dunk on that. Ah. Uh, and appreciate it as well. Yeah. Obviously, but. the U the YouTube commenters. 
don't change because a lot of them are patrons <laughs> don't change their youtube name to their patreon nickname because then we would just <laughs> dunk on them <laughs> so andy k get at us the email it's below and, and joe would have put it on the screen if you're watching on youtube yes now now we've got a main topic uh-oh and we didn't really talk about how we're going to split this show up on the video so definitely didn't definitely didn't so we'll just let it run for a little while still okay Mythic, mystical, I wrote it down last night. Mystical archive. These are the curated yeah. alternate art quasi showcase cards from Strix, Strix Haven. Yeah, which at this time we've seen a bunch of them, ton seen, of them. They're getting spoiled so fast. Like I didn't realize we were in spoiler season. And I'm not saying we've seen all of them, but we've seen well, fucking lots of them. We, we've got Strix Haven set proper. Right. That's coming out. Yeah. We've got. Strixhaven commander decks that are coming out too. They're yep. coming out at the same time. Yep. And there's less days of spoilers for that, and they happen after. They happen over like a one week period. Sure. Are we are we in on that? Uh, no, we're not. I and I talked to Watsi about it, and they're looking at stuff that's going to fit commander cookout content because the commander <laughs> the decks don't. F I'm just. I'm putting it up there. Hey, maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're sitting in their their ivory tower doing this back to us. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers dunk on us when we give them preview cards. No, there's okay. There's Strixhaven, Strixhaven Commander decks. There's the Miss. What are they called? Mystical Archive. Mystical Archive. I'll never fucking get it. Mystical Archive. We'll get it. There's the Japanese alternate art Mystical Archive equivalents, and then there's um there's there's another fucking thing too. There's another thing. Ah, uh, maybe those are the four things. Like, but all of those things are happening at the same time. That's why it seems so fast. And there's mis there's the Mystical Archive, then there's Foil Mystical Archive, then there's Etched Foil Mystical Archive, then there's all of those things in Japanese. Jesus. Well, it's like a bunch of Tefries. There's printed Tefries. Well, yeah. They did that with Commander Legends. And look how well that turned out. <laughs> yeah. I like rainbows. Just not on magic cards. <laughs> I like rainbows when I can see the colors on them and not just the weird not the shape of distortion <laughs> yeah, behind not, them. Not the fucking shape of them magic card incarnate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Now we're clear. Well Just like the ink on my Commander Legends cards. Oh <laughs> I'm never letting that go. <laughs> oh man. Okay. M Mystical Archive, Japanese alternate art, Mystical Archives. We can get them one per pack, set or booster. Yep. You got a chance to get a second one per pack if you get a foil in like in your foil slot. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. You can get three of them in your mystery boosty. Yep. And people say, oh, fuck, I have no idea where to find them. You could literally just Google how to collect Strixhaven or Strixhaven mystery boosters. And there's all kinds of in infographics just on Google images. Like you can find them. And we're not going to go super in-depth into them. The long and the short of it is there's at least one in every booster pack, unless it's a collector pack. Collector packs have three. Yeah. One of which will always be Japanese. There it is. There it is. And sometimes they're foil and, sometimes, collect yeah. sometimes and collector packs. Foils. Yeah. Collector yeah. packs have them in foil fucking either all the time or more often, depending on what slot they appear in. Okay. So yeah. you called it a curated list for the mystical spoilers. And I think that's probably because when you asked me about it, I called it a curated list. Mm -hmm. And what we what we mean is the cards that are in the mystical spoiler aren't from Strixhaven the set. No. They're from Magic's history. And specifically, they put them in Strixhaven, and this was cool. I thought this was actually cool. Okay. That Mystical Archive is like the Strixhaven library. 
right? And the, the library's name is the Biblioplex, <laughs> no. which kind of sounds like a fucking wrestling move. Now, like for the wrestling fans out there, or for the the not quite wrestling fans, a Biblioplex is actually when you give somebody a brainbuster suplex onto an OG copy of the first volume of Lord of the Rings. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was gonna be like some some wrestler that calls himself the Pope and he comes out dressed like fucking. Uh, the the glorious Robert Rude, but with a Pope's miter on, and then his finishing move is the fucking Biblioplex. <laughs> that'd Anyways, be, that'd be the Biblioplex. The, oh Bible. yes, yes, and it'd yes. be onto an, an OG copy of the King's King James King Bible. James Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open like open so it's like you land in the middle of it and it snaps shut on you. And in his promos, depending on how much you've pissed him off, he's either gonna go New Testament or Old Testament on you. <laughs> It's gonna rain fucking frogs and there's be a fucking locust and oh yeah. Or not. Or yeah, or maybe not. Or or I'm gonna turn your kid into sand. (laughs) I'm gonna go nickel bolus invocation on you. (laughs) Oh man, okay, we're not we're not the Christian coalition outreach. They fucking stole our email already. (laughs) Got him. Yeah. So you can get these, and they're great, and they're from Magic's Past. The Biblioplex is actually a record. The library is the record containing the first time the spell was ever cast. And Neat. that's a fucking cool piece of Magic's history. We're finding out maybe where these spells came from or who cast them or, like, as these roll out. And maybe we'll see different art styles, which we're going to talk about the fucking art style. Yeah. Maybe we'll see different art styles for the mystical archive moving forward, and that'll glean us or give us some kind of intel on like urza created this spell or like this was mishra's spell that he used to do whatever thing in in magic history i think that's cool that's kind of neat yeah Mm -hmm. and like we don't go into lore super deep because we're not really a lore cast but like we've read some magic novels and we know what the fuck's up yeah i read the time spiral books Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck, don't read those. Yeah, and that, you know why I haven't read many more magic books? Because I read the Time Spiral books, and I never uh, wanted to, yeah. I don't trust them after yeah. that. Yeah, you know what, magic book recommendations, you read Brothers War, mm-hmm. and that's an actually good novel. Yeah. You can read, you can read Planeswalker, which is the sequel, Time Stream, and Bloodlines. Those are the three books that follow, like, Urza and Telerian Academy and, like, lead up to Invasion. That's going to give you, like, 90% of magic's interesting history. Then you can read The Gathering Dark, The Eternal Ice, and The Shattered Alliance. That is Ice Age and Alliances. Alliances. And those that that trilogy is, and I've said this on the cast before, that trilogy is the best group of literature in magic. Wow. Yeah. Jeff, uh, Jeff Grubb? Jeff Grubb wrote all three, and it's really good. Cool. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff Grubb. Yeah, Jeff Grubb. He should... Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what he should do. He should fucking write more books. I yeah, guess. he should write more magic history. Fiction, okay. Whatever. The Biblioplex. Biblioplex. Mystical thing. Mystical thing. This isn't really the start of our Strixhaven review. We just wanted to lump this into kind of like a universe beyond adjacent topics. Well, if this is something that they're going to do going forward, it's worth mentioning yeah. because universe beyond is something that apparently they're going to do going forward so if every set's going to have just a bunch of stylized cards that are outside the set we'll say yes then it's worth mentioning them now because maybe this list is going to show up again when they want to do another bunch of instants and sorceries maybe they're going to do a creature one for yeah, another set because right? these are all instants and sorceries 
Maybe they'll do a creature one for the first, like, the first mage who ever summoned this creature or whatever, right? <laughs> Maybe in the werewolf and vampire set, that's the only way you're going to get non-werewolf or vampire creatures. Oh. Also, who's going to pick werewolves? We all know they fucking suck. Maybe they're going to be better. They're not. Maybe. Because they're going to have werewolf. We're they're going to have time walk through stuff about something that. terrible. We're not talking about that. You're this, right. This isn't, this isn't fucking ugh, tangent cookout podcast. I couldn't <laughs> think of a C word. <laughs> Yeah, this is a list from outside the set. Like like I mentioned when uh, we were talking before, the list, but they're like way more common than the list, right? And yeah. we're fine with the list. That's good. Yeah, I'm we're digging. Getting, yeah. We're getting in Mystical Spoiler, we're getting like a tainted pack. An $80 fucking card. Tef's Protection. A oh, $50 yeah. card. Is that? I yeah. didn't see that one. Yeah, Tef's Protection's in there. Oh, I did see that one. Demonic Tutor's in there. That's still a fairly pricey card, yeah, right? Yeah, and that card will that card fucking always be expensive. Yeah. Like always. Yes. Yeah, like just like vampiric tutors, they're the two best tutors. They're always going to be expensive, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're we're okay with this. Yeah, we're okay with the concept of this. I'm I'm behind the concept. What of the art style? On the surface, I don't like it. Okay, this isn't my style of art, but it doesn't have to be. That's fine. I definitely see why people like it. I just don't. Just like the Kaldheim showcases, I they're, they're not for me. But you know what? I think that there's something different. I think there's something really cool. And I'm looking forward to see what kind of aesthetic they bring going forward. That being said, some of them are really cool. I really like the Chaos Warp. Both because it's a Chaos Warp and because the art on it is very neat. I, I, I really like it. But I think overall, I'm soft on it. I, I really like the Japanese ones that I've seen so far because I like that kind of watercolor wood block. Print yeah, traditional look. Japanese style art. Yeah, Joe will have one up on the screen for the for the YouTubers. Yeah, I like those, so I'm a fan of those. Apart from the fact that they're in a language that I don't read. And if you if you're not familiar with what the card is, do we know that we get a, a, a Japanese alternate art for each card in the Mystical Archive? Do we uh, get one for every single one? I don't know. I, I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised. Do. We probably yeah. do. Right? We like we got one of every planeswalker when they did this before, with like in War, War of the Spark, Spark with the anime planeswalkers. So I'd imagine that they'll probably do okay. the same kind oh, of hey, treatment. You know what? We didn't even talk about that yet. Like they did this before with War of the Spark Japanese anime planeswalkers, only available in Japanese booster boxes. Is this them improving upon? Th this concept by putting them in collector packs and making them more available to the people who want them? Is this a good thing? I think so. You think so? Because people are going to want these. Uh, while you say the art style is not for you, some people very much like oh, the, yeah. the Mystical Archive. It's a little bit stained glassy. It's a little bit art deco-y. Yeah, which right? I like, which is weird, which is why... Why isn't this for me? It just isn't. I think there's too much. Again, yellow is my favorite color, but there's so much goldy, yellow, tea stainy, old papery color. Yeah, they it. look just... they look like they're like the original forms of these pieces of art would be gilded with gold leaf, right? Yeah. Or a lot of um, a lot of mother of pearl would be used, yeah. right, to give them that that kind of deeper reflective look. Maybe you're soured a little bit by this art style because because you're in, you're imagining like Commander Legends foiling process being applied to these oh cards. Oh my god! And like you saw some of my that I pulled out of packs, not super packs, foil etched cards from Commander Legends, and you remarked on how good they look. Yeah, they look nice. Compared to the shitty ones that you got out of the collector boosters, which all look like shit. So compare my etched foils to a few of your etched foils yeah. and maybe you can 
there's a possibility that these could look very cool. I'm sure, but, and you know what? Some of them will probably look fucking great, and some of them will just be like, uh, yeah, yeah. This, I don't like this art style. Yeah, this one exists. The one that I think has the most people fired up, at least that I've seen, uh, and I talked with uh, Chris Von Doom about this yesterday when I was playing games with him and Joe, uh, the... Faithless the looting? Faithless looting yeah. one, where everybody's either like, they either love it or they fucking hate it. Von Doom says it's his favorite one. Oh, yeah. For me, it's like, eh. You know, you know what? Uh, it's, speaking of Von Doom, it actually just gave me an idea. Because I know I know he's a winter guy, and we're getting out of winter, and that's a good vibe for us, but he doesn't like it. Wait, did you see the snow yesterday when it was like the little snowballs? Yes. It wasn't? That was so freaking Yeah, weird. yeah. It's all melted now. Thank fucking CCO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank the Christian Coalition. <laughs> um, I've said in the past, either on CCO or Commander Ad Populum, that art imitates life and vice versa. Life imitates art. Crossplay. Yeah, sure. To expand on that thought a little bit, magic imitates life, imitates art. Sure. And you can take that and interchange those three variables and read that in any direction and you can find ties. Life, art, magic. And... If this art style isn't for you, or Strixhaven isn't for you, or whatever in magic isn't for you, just like the changing of the seasons, it too will pass. And this set is fleeting. And any game of Commander or any game of Magic, whether it's a good game or a bad game, is fleeting. So move on if it's not something that you like or that you're into, or if it is something that you're into... And you're really good at this. You're really good at savoring what you do like. Hell yeah. Right? And Roll around in it and shit. And as long as there's 51% stuff that you like that you can focus on, you're focusing on the majority in a positive way. Yeah. Right? So if the mystical spoiler or this mystical, what the fuck is it called? Mystical archive. archive. God damn it. You'll get it, man. I believe I'll in get you. it sometime. I've only done this 280 times. If there's some portion of the business model, the sales practice, the art, the foiling treatment, how you have to get these in packs, whatever it is, it too will pass and something new will come along that maybe the next one you'll like. If you don't like winter, well, spring will come. It fucking will. That's how physics works. Yeah, the, we, we hope. The, the, <laughs> the earth will continue to tilt and it will get warmer where you yeah. live. If wow. you don't like it when it's warm, well, just endure with air conditioning on. Then move to Canada. Yeah, move to Canada. It's fucking cold here oh. all the time. Oh, but the geese are coming back. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that kind of mentality is just afforded me that really docile and neutral take on a lot of things, which from like a, I exist on the internet and content creation perspective isn't always the thing that gets the most clicks, but from like building, maintaining friends and audience and staying super neutral and, and loving magic standpoint, it's allowed me to say, Hey, I like that. And that's great. And I want to savor it. Or I don't like that. And I guess, well, I guess I'll move on to something else. Guess I'll just avoid it. Yeah, I'll avoid it like the play. And what's good about this and what you just said, and specifically, I haven't, with I haven't seen a lot of these. Those are nice. There's, some of these are cool. And there's that look at that chaos warp. That's fucking cool, man. That's yeah. Uh, what's his name? Klimped. He's he's an artist from or not the artist who oh, did it, okay. but the like, art style. K L I M P T. Klimped. I don't know. Sure. Joe jo might be able to find him. Yeah. What I was going to say is, what's good about these, which I think might even tie into what we're going to talk about in a little bit with the the 
universes beyond is with these, if you don't like them, you can 100% skip these. Because they're all cards that you can get somewhere else. They're not unique. They're not... They're not unique cards in that they're not printed somewhere else. There isn't another way you can get this picture. You know what I mean? Like, or this effect on a card. Yep. Like if you want a Chaos Warp, you can go and get one. Yep. If you want this Chaos Warp, more power to you. I'll I'll buy lots of these and, if I can. And you know what? With the advent of collector boosters, and we've talked about this both from a positive and negative perspective in the past, that Chaos Warp, because it's available in every fucking collector booster in foil and non-foil, is going to be not worth anything more than the regular... The collector or the regular Chaos Warp from Commander fucking eleven when yeah. it was printed. The the most premium version of Chaos Warp will probably remain the foil one from Commander's Archive. I think that's where it's from, right? Yeah, the twenty twelve one. Yeah, unless there's a Judge one, there might be. I don't remember. Yeah, it can't. But either way, those ones will remain the premium one, and this crazy new art one will just be a a fancy curiosity that you can track down if you want a Chaos Warp. And if yep. you super hate the art so much that you refuse to have them in your decks. Don't have to. Yep. And you know what? Like, j just a little bit more on the art before maybe we move on to universes beyond. Like, these are cool because they're visually interesting. They are visually varied. Yeah. So they don't all look the same. Like I said, some of them look like they're... Uh, like uh, like a mixed medium of different kinds of metallics, right? And the collages, the, which yeah, is cool. collage art, especially that that um, past in flames. Some of them look like Gustav Klimt. That is the artist. He died about a hundred years ago, and it's lots of golds and lots of like fine like metallic paints. He's got his horseshoe haircut. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Some of them look like stained glass, which is an already established and popular treatment for. Promo cards and altered art cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about these is because they look so not traditional, like ultra-realistic, high fantasy, like magic has been moved towards, or officially moved into now. Right. These look like pieces that if I just got and hung on my wall, it would just be like a very vibrant, especially if you can get them in metallics, Ooh. like or printed on metallic paper. Uh, these would be pieces that you could hang in your house in different either arrangements or in different rooms, depending on how much light you have in a room. If there's like a sunny room, a red room, a dark room, down at a bar, maybe you want something moodier like the Tainted Pact. There are a lot of geometric shapes, so you could put them around like like in your kitchen where you've got square cabinetry and stuff, right? Like there's all places that these styles of arts are applicable to outside of the the world and game of magic. And for that, I love these. You know what I love about these? What is it? They reprinted the incredibly difficult to find, super duper powerful oh Divine Gambit. I'm so excited to open all of those because boy howdy. And even the picture sucks. Yeah. You know what? I, it's I, like that's my least favorite one too. And it's not even because it's Divine Gambit. It's because yeah. it looks stupid. I think, I think maybe like the... The, the name of the card is tied to some important point or event in Magic's history, right? That must be why. Yeah, that, mu that must be that it. That must be it. Why do they put in troll cards like that? That's a troll card. They're trolling us. A little bit it This is. whole list is garbage. I take back is. every good thing I see. No, I don't. It's actually You know what? Like, oh, man. You know what? The more I like them and after that, that whole fucking monologue I just gave, the, I actually do 
like these more and more. I'm not even looking at the camera anymore because Brando's got them up on screen. Yeah, I'm scrolling through them so we can see because I, I feel like he didn't realize that there were so many of them out. But take yeah, a look at them. I've only seen, I've screen, only seen cool. about 10 of them. Or and this fucking piece of shit. Oh, yeah. If you're going <laughs> to... Urza's Rage. If you're going to reprint an Urza card, reprint like... Fucking Urza? Urza or Urza's <laughs> Ruinous Blast or the Obliterate where he blows up the fucking Talarian Academy. That was, a, that was Baron. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care. Baron's... Or Urza's friend. You know what? Print Obliterate too. I want to see Obliterate in here. That'd be cool. It's a moment in magic history. That's a big time spell. It's the biggest fireball ever. Yeah, it blew up a whole island. Right? It blew up a whole fucking island. That is cool. Not that Red needs a lot of help blowing up islands, but... Yeah, they they gave us Stone Rain right in the fucking <laughs> mystical archive. And it's a laser from space. It actually looks like a piece of biblical art, or like, that one does look a little bit stained glassy. Lots of solid color in it, which is cool. Yeah, they're they're neat. The point is they're cool. Yeah. And I think they're going to be good for the game, good for collecting. And, and I mean, even if they're not necessarily for you, like they're not necessarily for me... There's still a lot here that I think people are going to. Yeah, do. yeah, and I, I think, I think as, um, as somebody who looks at the 51% positive and and tries to expand that, uh, you, you do this, I think that you can look at these pieces of art separate from the magic card that they're printed on yeah. and say these are visually interesting Definitely. and cool. And if if I gave you one for Christmas, let's say a print. Yeah. You would hang it in your house. Absolutely, I would. And the same is true if you did that for me. And and it would be a gift from you because either you liked it and wanted to share it, or you knew that I would like it and it bring, brings me joy, right? And that's, yeah. I think, the without sounding too fucking kumbaya that's a that's an adjective now. It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. I think that is really an important part of magic, is just sharing shit that we enjoy. That's yeah. fucking, like... It, expressionism in commander i made this fucking shitty deck that's fucking sucky but it's i want to share it with you because it's fun and cool that's why we have a show (laughs) it's literally why we have a show we're doing this for four years almost it's literally (laughs) why we have a show yeah that's a good that's a good point to end on now let's let's move in a little bit we got to move down the notes here keep clipping along Uh uh-oh universes beyond oh baby baby now we're moving from something positive to something that we think is positive so let's just put it out there we think it's positive. Yes. yes. The 51%. The one and only released example of this, however, I think was a negative on lots of levels. And that was the Walking Dead secret layer. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are and, drawing on that experience and, and expanding, right? And I think that we're not going to get into that too much here, but I would caution people from looking at that as the example of how it's going to be going forward. Because if you look at the first time Magic did anything, you the oh, game it's was... it's a clusterfuck. Right? Like, when you look at Alpha and Beta, those sets were terrible. They didn't know the dink from their asshole. Right, they didn't know shit. And those sets would be bad, and the game would not exist now if are that's you, what they were doing right now. Wait a second. Are you saying Dual Lands are bad? Those came out in Alpha and Beta. <laughs> what else came out in Alpha and Beta, Ryan? Oh, man. What was the best creature in Alpha and Beta? Oh, Fuck. <laughs> I don't know, a 1-1 that, one, one for Savannah Lions? Right? There's literally Savannah Lions. 2-1 one for 1 was probably yeah. the best thing. It yeah, was a stone yeah, yeah. giant. Was the f- what's, anyway. what's the what's the, the philosophical fallacy? I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but, but this is it. When you take a look at the one example of something and expand it to all future instances of that same the, something. The, I'll, I'll give you an example. Outside of magic to, to fucking simplify it and trivialize it. My truck or my car, my vehicle is it has metal parts 
It, yes. It has metal parts. They do. Therefore, my truck is made out of metal. Hmm. Wait a second. That's not right because it also has non-metal parts. There's oh. plastic and fabric and... Y yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My truck has plastic parts on it. Yeah. So my truck is made out of plastic. No. No. No, it, no, it's not. There's nothing universal about universes beyond. <laughs> like, I didn't mean to do that. There's nothing universal about it. So we don't, because we don't know some information yet. And because we don't get to know a bunch of the information ever. And because some of the information that we've received thus far has been negative, according to the loudest voices on Twitter. Yeah. Or, or or the the active population online. Yeah, I would say right? I I think I would take it a step further and say that the I think that those loud voices might be right about the the Walking Dead because I think that there were some stuff there was some stuff in there that was printed that just delivered in a way that the yeah. subject matter aside it had the best removal spell ever printed in Negan. Th that card kills fucking anything. If you have an indestructible 4040 with boots and greaves on it and protection from all colors, you still get it. You're being hyperbolic, which but, is which is dangerous on the internet because but, people are going to say, "Oh, it's not the best ever because it costs 5 mana." Yeah, and it's a creature. It's not, but the point yeah. is like the removal effect is unbelievable. Yeah, the good. card is powerful. And there was like a legacy stapleish card, you know, like with, there's uh, Rick Steadfast Leader is and, uh but, is 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 in Death and Taxes, I think. Yeah, and they're, they're, okay. the point is they're hard to come by. They were a secret lair. We'll never see them again. And I think that delivering cards like that in that way might be a negative going forward, but I think that since they've moved them into the commander deck space yep. and the set on their own space, before it eliminates you, that negative. Before you get off that too far, though, they did say that some universes beyond product releases will be Secret Lair again. Yeah, well, we'll see how those go. Maybe they'll smarten up and just do some reskins. They might smarten up and do reskins. Um, if... I would like if they did that. Yeah. I'll say that. Maybe it's too far gone and those are already fucking printed and shipped. Who knows? Who can say? If they are done in the same way that Walking Dead was done, they probably picked IPs that will fucking sell just like just like Walking Dead because they know now, right? Yeah. If if they didn't, maybe we won't see as much success as we saw with The Walking Dead. Now, I want to move on a little bit, though. We've we've had a taste of universes beyond that they've even said Walking Dead will be grandfathered into, and we've we've generally thought that that was a negative experience, despite what Wizards told us, saying that people loved it and it was the fucking best one ever. Just because Wizards made a bunch of money, it doesn't mean it was a good experience for the player base. But because Wizards made a, a bunch, bunch of money, money they're gonna we, keep going. we know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's... It was positive for them because they made money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Universes Beyond, we've gotten two additions to... The uni Pantheon. Yeah, the Pantheon. Universes Beyond. I was like, fuck, that's a shitty sentence. <laughs> the Pantheon. That's right. We've got Warhammer 40k that's going to be Commander decks. Yep. And I don't think those are going to be reskinned cards. They're going to be functionally unique cards with unique names. Yeah. Or there might be some that are reprints just to, or reskins. Oh, yeah, just yeah. To, like, they're probably... They're, they're the, not going to reprint another Sol Ring. 
No, 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 no. They, no. they, they won't. They won't give us a fucking Saul ring. No, <laughs> two. They yeah. won't give us like yeah, fucking Warhammer ring. Can you Hammer ring? Can you imagine? I'm gonna if, go and pick one of those up tonight. Can you imagine if they did that? Oh. Can you imagine? Oh man! If it was just Warhammer 40, it was just like ring of. I don't know anything about Warhammer 40k, so nothing. it's like Space Marine ring. One artifact. Tap for two mana. Fuck! That can would destroy Im- magic. Can you imagine? <laughs> that probably would be a step in the. And then. And then in Lord of the Rings, they print the, the one, one ring, ring, and it's an artifact for one that taps for two mana. Oh yeah. Then we might be getting into so the problem. I think I think that people actually think that kind of stuff. Maybe not with Soul Ring, but part of the part of what people are are thinking when they think about all of these reskins and functionally unique cards is they're going to be so over the top powerful. They're going to be legacy and vintage staples. And if I don't buy the Warhammer 40k decks, I'm not going to be able to compete in commander or compete in magic, the gathering. And maybe I have more faith than those people, that group of peoples, but I don't think that they're going to do anything so egregiously powerful that there's cause for concern. Do you? Do you think there's going to be something that's so powerful that if you don't buy the Warhammer 40k, like way more powerful than Dockside Extortionist, way more powerful than Tef's Protection and Fierce Guardianship and Deflecting Swat, like cards that are like CEDH, the pinnacle of the format playable that drove the value of those decks up. Umazawa's GTA and the Rat Precon from fucking Kamigawa. That if you don't buy that Precon, if you don't spend that $50 on the Precon and then the $100 on the card that it commands in a year, that you won't be able to play Commander? Do you think that? Well, I don't think any set does that necessarily, but I do think... You did prove my point just by saying that. There is a point where they could print a... Like the accidental... Yeah. Breaker breaker of things that now is in a out-of-print, difficult-to-find... Like Dockside. Yeah. Gavin Verhey even says, you know, Dockside Extortionist was a fucking mistake. It shouldn't have been a Goblin, or it shouldn't have been two mana. Yeah, like... Something like that, where they just ah sure, and at the time it's like that's really good. Ship it, fine, it's fine. And then two years down the line, it's like oh fuck, yeah, oh son of a bitch, and it's too powerful. We can't reprint it anywhere. It's from fucking Warhammer. So what are we gonna do with this? Yeah, it's gotta be in a it's gotta be in a secret layer moving forward. If we go back to Warhammer, which which they won't. It's got to be in a commander product, which they probably only can license the name for a certain amount of time. So, like, yeah, I guess get them. Is that the is that the the end well, result? Is like pre-order them? I think that's the that's the scary thing. Is like, do you have to buy each and every one of these sets? Because you know damn well that nothing's getting a reprint and nothing's ever coming back. That's what scares me about it. Is now, you're going to get that card like that perfect example? Okay, Chain of Smog. Yep. Recently went from zero cents. I'm gonna give this. To, I'm gonna give you five of these to pack the real card in the envelope so that it doesn't get damaged in the mail. To twenty bucks. Have you seen what the price spike for that card looks like? It yeah. went up like forty one hundred percent, and then it started to go down. And then more of that magecraft ability was spoiled. So they're like, "Whoa, fuck! Let's go back up again." Yeah. <laughs> it's it, the funniest thing. It's <laughs> insane, and I feel like that. Th- those are the situations that I'm. Worried about the things I'm actually like, oh, like I hope that that doesn't happen. You know, we're a couple of years down the road. The set was fine at the time. Everybody liked it. Everybody that bought feeling, it. that feeling has a name in marketing when you're not the marketer. When yeah. you're the consumer, that fear is called fear of missing out or FOMO. FOMO. Oh, yeah. And that is that is the term that people throw around. And with FOMO comes the the label 
predatory. Yeah. Do you feel like predatory marketing? Warhammer 40k in the commander decks that it's difficult to reprint, though not impossible. Do you feel as though that's predatory? And should we not buy it as a result of the type of marketing they're using? Or the type of structure they're using to deliver the product. Because we already know that this kind of marketing is successful based on The Walking Dead. The market, That's the question. I'm gonna do you put the marketing aside. You, if we're gonna talk high-end marketing stats, charts, and flow things, of course they're gonna keep doing this. Of course it works, and that makes it the best fucking thing ever. Because <laughs> yes. Watsy makes money. That's the Papa Hasbro makes money. Papa for, Hasbro promoted Watsy to a division of Hasbro so they can have so they can make more money. Yeah, so they can wag the dog more. Yeah, that's that's why this exists. So looking at it like that, I think might not be the best way of looking yeah, at Yeah, all of, all at of the fucking capitalism is the fucking enemy. All of those people are going to say, well, of course they're going to do it that way, well, right? If, well, of course they're going to do it that way. All the capitalists, people are like, yeah, fucking do it that way. Make all the money. Like that's And all every, the anti-capitalists are going to say, no, fucking boycott it because capitalism is the devil. Yeah, and like, but the point is like, you can say the it's fear of missing out, it's fear of whatever, but the fact is I don't like paying $100 for a magic card. Yes. I hate doing that. Would you, would you and pay? And the fact is, some of these cards down the line might be, might worth, be that. worth that. Yeah. And they're going to be, hard, not impossible, but hard to reprint. And secret layers don't count. Secret layers don't count as reprints. I, I tend to agree. Now, does that mean that you spend the 50 bucks to get the whole deck or the 250 bucks to get all five decks? You spend 250 bucks, you get fucking everything, or you spend 100 bucks in a year from now to get the one thing you want. What do you do? What know. do you do? Because both are... A significant chunk of money to a lot of people. Both of them, the, the it really depends on what the card does. You know what I mean? Like Dockside Extortionist. Do I shell out at the time? Yeah, because I wanted one. Do I shell out now? You didn't. To get you didn't buy the precon. You mean? I did buy the precon. Yeah, but you at wanted the, another one, so you bought it. Yep. So I wanted another one, and I, and I got it. There's those, but then there's these other cards. that are like, well, fuck. <laughs> I, I, I bought the precon twice. <laughs> They're cheaper than the Dockside Extortionists. <laughs> Dockside Extortionists is sixty-five Canadian dollars. Well, maybe maybe the whole this deck is fifty. Maybe this whole conversation's moot then. Like, if the fucking Warhammer decks go to every Target, Amazon, Walmart, fucking Walgreens, like if they go to every one, maybe they'll be available. They will be. Oh, sure, for sure they okay, will be. Well, until, that's a that's a glimmer of light. Then, until the it? until the next one comes out. That's the thing, right? Is when the next one comes out, they're now now they're kind of done. Until second wave Walmart in a year comes out, and like well, we got a bunch of boxes of these. Throw them on the shelf. Yeah, and you, and you get that's that. where you find your commander decks that you see on the Facebook groups. Oh, should I buy this at forty dollars? And the answer is always yes. The answer is usually yeah. yeah. Except for the other the the other cycle, like there's the Dockside deck and the rest of them. The rest of them. No, but <laughs> Dockside. the Dockside one, yeah, And that's the one that is never on the fucking shelf because somebody who works at Walmart who plays Magic because fucking 18 million people globally play Magic, mm -hmm. just bought them all. And they just buy them all. <laughs> but the, I think that the, the, the thing is that I think the sets are going to be cool mm -hmm. and I think they're going to be fun to play and really interesting regardless of what you think about the aesthetic. Yep. I think that the major downside in my mind is going to be that the future availability of the cards is the... Because they're, they're hard to reprint, and if they're really good, if they become kind of staply, like a doubling season or a, I'm not saying they're going to reprint, but like a card along those lines, and they're going to be really tough to get. Now they're going to be really expensive, and if you're somebody that gives a shit about flavor, well, or Warhammer, 
Well, I'm just I'm thinking like if you're a magic flavor person, you're gonna oh. I, now I gotta go out and I gotta spend seventy bucks to get my. Again, I don't know shit about Warhammer. Yeah. I gotta get let's use the Lord of the Rings card. I gotta go and get my Sting, and I don't really like Sting because the pictures like it's Frodo and he, you, yeah. know, you know. Well, maybe okay. that's not your jam, you know, right? You know what? Let's 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 put a bow on this part of the conversation. Decide relatively early if you want to just be upfront and buy as much of it as you think is appropriate or that you can afford, and just keep it. Yeah. Or don't. And buy the one or two singles that you want, yeah. and do it again relatively soon before they go up. Yeah. Ooh, here's, and that's that's an easy way to spend a, the minimum amount of money that you have to, and still get the shit that you want. See, right? gonna, let's go back to the flow chart for just a second. Okay. The dollars and the cents. If they print these Warhammer things for Warhammer fans and Magic: The Gathering fans, and they come out akin to the commander decks from the most recent sets yeah where they're 25 bucks let's say yeah they're oh like the like the the mini precons or whatever yeah like and the there's 25 dollar ones they're solid decks they have some okay reprints there's nothing really game breaking involved in them yep and they're just cool but they're themed for Warhammer people. So they're a nice intro to magic for the, the, Warhammer, the people. Warhammer people. The magic Those people, people are already at game stores. They see, right. hey, Warhammer and magic? Fuck, I see guys playing magic all the time. I'm yeah. going to buy one and get one in. If that's what they're doing, I think that it's going to be great all across the board. I am 100% behind that. The thing that you worry about is, okay, now we got to get the magic nerds. We need to... Make them need this, and yes. that's that's where you end up with your that soldier is, ring and your fucking that's tripling what seasons. people are. That's what people are worried about, and I don't think that's going to be the case because these are going to be on the power level, like the commander Kaldheim precons that are just like, uh, fine, thirty dollar value in the deck that they're, they sell yeah. for twenty five bucks, and they're good, and it's going to get the Warhammer people to come into Magic, and you know what? That's awesome. Why, why isn't why isn't Warhammer doing this? Fucking why aren't they making magic themed armies for fucking us guys to go and play Warhammer? Because casting stuff is more expensive than printing cards. Because sorry, because casting stuff is more expensive to to as a business venture. Maybe they don't have the capital. That's fucking all capitalist business talk. Who gives a fuck? And if it's such a good idea, why aren't more IPs doing it? Well. Magic's the fucking biggest fantasy IP in the world, besides maybe D&D and besides Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, but that's a different genre. Yeah. And it's because Disney owns it. Magic's the fucking biggest, and they're doing this. They are doing this. It's because they do stuff like this that they're the biggest, right? Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not because it's a fucking good idea so other people are doing it, but it must not be a good idea because other people aren't doing it. No, Magic's the fucking biggest, and they've got the most, the biggest swinging dick, and they've got the most fucking money to spend on this kind of shit, and they know that people are going to buy it, so that's why they do it. That's why they're the biggest. So just like, like I said, decide what you want, budget for it, get what you want, decide early, and then hopefully you'll be okay. Yeah. So we're going to move on to Lord of the Rings. We move on to the Lord of the Rings. And this is something that we both know something about. Oh, I moved my chair up so you can't see me as good. And you know what's really exciting about this particular thing? That it's Lord of the Rings? We have spoiler cards. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's right. We Because you might not know this, unless you're old guys like me and Ryan. Lord of the Rings has already had yep. a foyer into the collectible card market. Very much And I've so. got a couple of the two chasest cards 
in the game. Oh, baby. And if this, if this isn't a reason to fucking watch on YouTube, I don't know what is. Oh, okay. So check this out. Wait, wait. Joe, hit him with the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Witch King of Angmar. He's a 1712 tower with a circle around it six <laughs> creature. Unique. That probably means legendary. Okay. Maybe played as a hazard creature with one strike or a permanent event. As a creature may also be played keyed to Angmar. Keyed to Angmar. Well, because or, Angmar is a place. Or Gundabad or Gorgorath. Those are all places. And Inland Morgul. Also a place. And may also be played at sites in these regions. What the fuck was this game? Well, you can key him to those places. It's explanatory. If played as a permanent event, it will remain in play until tapped during the opponent's movement hazard phase. Tapping counts against the hazard limit. Movement when... hazard phase is your attack phase, yeah. right? When tapped, Witch King of Angramir... Angmar. Angmar becomes a long event and causes all shadow holds to become dark holds. Wow. Fantastic. So he, if he fucking hits you, you become a bad guy. That's cool. I like it. Don't need. It makes perfect sense. It makes. Isn't it the easiest fucking game ever made? It's, the, it's definitely the reason I still play it. And you say magic's getting dumbed down. <laughs> How about the one ring run? Oh, I bet you it's good. The most expensive card in the set. I actually looked this up before I came in. The one ring. Well, of course is, it is. Is plus five hands. Wow. Sure. Is that? It's wow. unique. That means you can wear it on any finger. That's right. Yep. Playable only with a gold ring and after a test indicates the one ring, plus five prowess to a maximum of double the bearer's starting prowess, plus five to prowess, body. Prowess meaning like you can wear it and be invisible. Right. Yep. Plus five to body to a maximum of 10 and plus five to direct influence. Yeah. Because, Excellent. Yeah, because it influences you. Bearer may make a corruption check modified by minus two to cancel the strike. This does not work against undead and Nazgul strikes. Yes, because the Nazgul exist in the, the realm of the unseen or whatever, so they can see you when you go to the realm of the unseen. That's, that's right. why they're invisible when when they take their, their clothes off. Yeah, that's why they wear, like, sheets. When they get, get naked. Yeah, invisible. Now, the moral of the you story... You thought I was small. <laughs> you can't even see him. <laughs> the moral of the story is, Middle Earth was a terrible card game, and I'm sorry if you liked it, but it's a terrible card game. Yeah. Now, Middle Earth, the place, uh, the 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 Tolkien fantasy legendarium, very something cool. I'm very passionate about. I own a bunch of the books in hardcover. I've listened to a bunch of them in audiobook. Love the movies. Yeah. Um, so this is something that I, I'm very excited for, and... Like the showcases and the arts and the foils and the reskins, whatever it ends up being. We don't I mean, even know what we're going to get yet. We don't even know what we're going to get, but this is the kind of thing. A couple of weeks ago, I said, I don't want to collect sets anymore because, like, what the fuck is a full set of Eldraine when there's like 18 different printings for one card? It's not a full set. Like, yeah. what the fuck is it? This is the kind of thing where showcases I might want because maybe the showcases are done in, like, after. The characters in the movie. Maybe the showcases are done by like Alan Lee, concept artist for Lord of the Rings. Maybe the showcases are done after or by Weta Workshop people who made the movie. Right? Like, there's so many different possibilities. There's so much Lord of the Rings art out there too that are done by artists that weren't necessarily associated with magic. My favorite fantasy artist is named Rodney Matthews, mm -hmm. and a bunch of his stuff was Lord of the Rings things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be really cool to see some yep. new artists getting getting a, and yep. the art fits really well with magic. I think this is going to be such a good 
transitional one for us to try first. The, and right? it, it's it's the biggest fantasy IP, so it's going to attract the most eyeballs that are yeah. into Magic and Lord of the Rings, of course, but also Magic-adjacent Lord of the Rings fans that might just go to the game store, go to the comic store. And there's not a lot right? of... I mean, maybe this is a thing. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan that isn't a Magic fan that's watching this for some reason, you can correct me, but I don't know if there's a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff out there like if you're a big time super fan and you want to just like have some cool lord of the rings merch oh yeah oh like, yeah is there a ton of it on the general store shelf not the general store shelf but you've been to the knife store and you see all the swords on plaques and you've seen the lord of the rings t-shirts when you go to the comic book store right sure but that's right? not like little merchy collectible things they, like, they've got they've you can got collect the, the, swords, what are guess, the what but... are the the funko pops they got those sure they got toys because magic cards are very collectible. I brought my I bought my brother for like his fourth or fifth birthday. I bought him a Frodo and Sam, um, tiny little action figures. They got those too right. from the movies, right? From the movies. Yeah. So they have all those, and it's exciting. And it's, cards are very collectible, is my point. And now there's a thing that might bring those, like even just to buy them and own them and look at them. Well, and they're that's, cool. that's 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 they're done the by tactic. They're done by traditional Lord of the Rings artists. They're done that right. oh man I right? there's so much that we could say this could be its own episode and we're going to talk a little bit more about the kind of stuff that we want to see we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's show going back to artists we've already seen Weta Workshop concept artists that did art and sculptures for the Lord of the Rings we've seen those people do uh, we've seen them do magic cards already there's a guy by the name of Warren Mahi He's a New Zealand artist. He did goblins in Shadowmoor, like Lorwyn Shadowmoor blocks. He painted cards, and he worked at Weta Workshop on the Lord of the Rings movies. Neat. So, yeah, there's already been some crossover there. And, and that's like, why Wart was so fucking cool. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he painted that. Maybe Joe can have a, a Warren Mahi done up on the screen. And, like, I, they've kind of moved away from the Lorwyn art style, so I don't expect to see him back, but I also wouldn't be surprised, right? Yeah, why not? This is... This is Lord of the Rings. They can do whatever they want. He's wanted. familiar with both IPs already, right? They could Which do, is like, important. Like, you know how they all kind of those, they weren't washed out, but they were all kind of pencil drawing looking sketch things and the colors were a little bit more, not muted, but... Yeah. Less vibrant kind of-y. Yeah, you could see high fantasy watercolors, which is like a very popular way that Lord of the Rings scenes have been done. They could look like old ass magic cards. Yeah, that'd be cool. And they could be like reskins. You could actually have the one ring as a Saul ring. Yeah, well, right? you know what? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Dwarven ruins. <laughs> yeah, the gates of Moria. Wouldn't that just be the wa the biggest waste of a magic place? You have dwarven ruins, but instead it's the mines of Moria. It's like yeah, a shitty, uncommon. Thing I would totally play the fuck out of that because I actually play dwarven ruins in Zada. <laughs> I actually play that card. I played in Norin. That's a good one. You sack it for two red, man. That's good. Yeah, it's good. You could cast fucking Norin for nothing. So well, not already really, cast Norin for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is going to be its own set. And I, I don't know if we know where or when. Like, it'll be next year sometime. I don't know if we know how or what slot it'll take. Like, does it take the, the, the multiplayer summer option, if they still have that? Does it take the draft innovation product? Corset slot. Does it take the corset slot? I fucking hope so. Right? Hey. Well, well I mean, they're doing the test run this year with the Forgotten Realms. That's why I say that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that that's a fine place to put it because it like it leans like the Forgotten Realms leans into the D&D &D people. Maybe this will lean into the, the Lord of the Rings people, right? So maybe it'll be there. This will be a full set. You can get boosters. You can get collector boosters. Oh. So we can open Flippy the Fuck, One Ring Drinks Their Whole Drink type thing. 
That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it maybe it'll be marketed as like next year's commander product. You know what I mean? Where they do like two commander decks and the whole set is for commander like Commander Legends was. Oh, they're gonna bring back those shitty battle decks where you have like Sauron versus Frodo? Probably not. <laughs> they've they've done away with those. That would be so well, hey man, you never say never. They think it'll make money, they'll sell it. Well, yeah, but it won't make money because nobody would fucking buy battle decks. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, How do I not buy a battle deck but still get these cards? That's how they would <laughs> You know how to fucking But then people are gonna buy the battle decks to open them to get the cards to sell to the people that say, How can I get the cards though? Because at the end of the day, the only place they are in the battle decks. And as long as people go, want the cards. Go back 20 minutes to what I was saying about having some faith in how this is going to be rolled out to make it a little bit more accessible than past products that we know were fucking shit. Yeah. Like have, and I'm saying this more to them because we've talked about it already, but yeah. have some faith that this will at least be rolled out in a way that is somewhat accessible. They are listening to creators and to the audible portion of the online market space they are listening to f feedback on products right like we're seeing the list but now the list is done with fancy art and it's more available they didn't we didn't like how they did the walking dead so now they're doing it in commander decks now they're doing a whole set of it now they're doing a whole fucking universe beyond product line of it right yeah. because it was popular but people couldn't get it well now here it is here it is Fucking get it. It's a full set. Booster boxes, 100 bucks. Packs, three bucks. Here it is. Right? Like, you question for tomorrow. Sure. Do you think it's easier to, I'm going to use the air quotes, defend mm -hmm. a Lord of the Rings set mm -hmm. over a, let's say something that's totally off the wall and not magically done anyway, and say a X Men set? Like a. Not magic related in terms of like X Men is like sci fi versus because now X it's X Men. You have this is my Magneto deck. Yo, yeah. it has Wolverine in it because yeah. they get along really good. And I think know, Professor X is my fucking partner, <laughs> and my sideboard has Storm, Psylocke, and Jubilee in it. And, yeah, right. Like I think that Lord of the Rings is easier to defend. I think more people who are into magic, which is fantasy based in nature are more into Lord of the Rings than they are into X-Men. And if I just like if I did this with a with a I'm showing Brando my the palm of my hand yep. with a magic card. Yep. And I did this with a Lord of the Rings card. Mm -hmm. They look in terms of art style and Similar and enough. border treatment that you could give them and still make them look like magic cards yep. like the Throne of Eldraine cards or whatever. They look sort of both like magic cards. Yep. If I showed you an X-Men card, which they have there is an X-Men card game. Probably looks more... There's also years of collecting, like, just cards yeah, that they had, right? I think when you cross over to the sci-fi genre, it gets harder to defend, especially when it's the first product. And that's why Warhammer 40K was like, huh, why what didn't you fuck? do fucking regular Warhammer? Yeah. That's a fucking fantasy. There's, like, orcs and goblins and shit and, like... Dark elves. And yeah, all it's like, we stuff. already have that shit. We already know about that. That's why Warhammer 40K I thought was pretty weird. But 40K is the one everybody's playing. Oh, I'm is it? I'm assuming. Yeah, I have well, no most, idea. Most people that I know that are into Warhammer are into 40K. And I oh. don't know a huge... We'll have, to ask, we'll have to ask Evan. I bet you this will spark some some conversation on the CCO Discord. And Evan is on there, and he's fucking huge into Warhammer right now. He's painting his own minis and everything. Jesus. Yeah. 
Fuck yeah. that guy, hey? See, we haven't seen him in a year, and all of a sudden, he's the fucking Warhammer guy now. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> okay, you know what? We don't have a whole ton of time left in in this before we start like just forcibly fucking getting each other into like talking about what we want or don't want, which is what we're going to talk about tomorrow, tomorrow on the very special bonus episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Thank you for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very oh, much you're, for FusionGamingOnline.com for giving us the support to keep the lights on, and we're going to be back tomorrow to show you what we want to see in, in the shared universe on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Oh.